Great morning, everyone, and welcome to Thank God for Monday. I'm Brother Greg Cellini of the Franciscan Brothers of Brooklyn and Seton Hall University, class of 1985. My great pleasure to be back with you again today. The purpose of Thank God for Monday is to inspire you, our audience, to take personal responsibility for your professional satisfaction. We want to provide you hope, healing, and peace in these unprecedented, turbulent, uncertain times. Motivate you to search deep inside yourself in this quest for fulfillment. Listeners, it's really up to you as how to utilize the information we provide today. Take full accountability for the decisions you make and the resulting outcomes. Now, one of the goals of our show, thank God for Monday, is to introduce role models. Role models of people who take very bold steps in their work lives. Now, November is a very special month, as it is National Entrepreneur Month. And this is the month to celebrate the entrepreneurs who serve their communities and bolster the American economy. And as such, today we have with us a most special entrepreneur. Her name is Itika Oldwine Rimble. Itika is the owner of Oldwine Florals as well as Oldwine Fragrance. And her organization is based in downtown Los Angeles, and not surprisingly, a great celebrity braver. Great morning, and welcome to Thank God for Monday, Itika. Good morning, Greg. Thank you so much for being with us today. It's an honor to have someone of your real on Thank God for Monday this morning. Thank you for having me. Sadly, we've only got about 30 minutes, so if it's all right with you, we're going to jump right into the deep end of the pool. Okay. We understand you have made an incredible leap, Itika, to start your own business. What motivated you to take this fantastic leap? Well, I was actually motivated to take this leap because I was not employed at the time. <laughs> oh, wow. And yes, yeah, so during um, a short stint of unemployment, I was looking for work and my then boyfriend who is now my husband suggested (laughs) that I take a journey into the world of entrepreneurship. He is someone that believes in working for yourself. And after working in corporate America for over a decade, he convinced me that I could do the same thing. That is so awesome. (laughs) Do I dare say while you were in corporate America for that decade, you must have picked up some skills that you were able to bring into your new business? Absolutely. I have a wonderful uncle who used to tell me that I was doing something called the cubicle theory. (laughs) (laughs) And so he said, while you're in that cubicle and you're working every day and you're learning and observing, he said, just take everything in. And one day you are going to apply it to so many different areas of your life. I just didn't know when, how, where, but he, he called it the cubicle theory and he was certainly correct. That is so fascinating. Thank you for that enlightenment because <laughs> I, before becoming a Franciscan brother of Brooklyn, had a 30 year career in pharmaceuticals. 
And more and more each day, I see myself drawing back on skills, on other things that I learned during those 30 years in big pharma. So I think I'm a prodigal of that theory as well. Uh, No doubt about it. That's fascinating. (laughs) Now, there is nothing that's perfect, no perfect vocation, whether it's a Franciscan brother of Brooklyn, whether it's a great entrepreneur like yourself. Have you experienced a couple of challenges along the way? And if so, what might you have learned from these experiences, I think? Certainly. Well, I think as an entrepreneur, you often wonder where the money is going to come from to back your idea, back your small business, pay employees. And that had had its challenges for sure. I was the only employee and I didn't even pay myself for years. <laughs> oh, wow. And, um, you know, as it, it, I like to say, you know, a, a challenge doesn't necessarily mean it's a bad thing. It can mean that it gives you an opportunity to learn more, to push yourself further, to see, you know, what you can do. So I essentially had to learn how to design flowers. I did not have the budget to hire, um, these beautiful, wonderful designers out here in LA, they're, they're actually just so, so talented, but they're not cheap. (laughs) And so in order to take care of all of my overhead, buy flowers, buy vases, I had to cut something out and that was hiring designers to do it. So I had to learn myself. So the challenge was, you know, where am I going to get the money to pay employees? And that turned into a learning experience for me because now I myself am a floral designer. Oh, that's incredible. Now I apologize. (laughs) Flowers and me are really not uh, get along too well. I I love flowers, but don't know anything about the business or the industry. Do you actually go to school to learn something like that? How do you learn something like that? Yeah, so there are several um, florists that I work with that have gone to school and had training in that way. And there are other florists like myself who just have a natural knack for it and really just kind of learn as they go. You learn, you know, tricks of the trade from watching designers and working with other designers. And they'll show you, you know, what, what you should or shouldn't do and tell you if something looks bad or tell you what type of flowers to design, you know, that, that aesthetically go well together. Um, so it's, it's a little bit of both, I think. Wow, that's fascinating. Certainly. Now, I want to make sure for the audience and I, we understand the picture. So you're out of work, you're in between work, and yes. you decide to open up this business. Mm-hmm. And so you take this leap. And yes. then for a period of time, you were the only employee in the business, if I understand correctly. The only employee in the business from 2018 until 2020. And then 2020, obviously the pandemic hit. <laughs> so then I was, I was still the only employee. <laughs> I wow. could work with other people. Um, and it wasn't until 2000 early 2021 that I started hiring people to work with with me for my company um on a regular basis wow Uh, this is totally amazing story (laughs) about that now 
I know we've got in the listenership today some budding entrepreneurs and some people who are like, you're maybe thinking of putting the toe in the water or diving into the deep end of the pool. Is there one or two pieces of advice that you might want to give these potentially beginning entrepreneurs what you would have learned in those uh, first couple of years, IT? Sure. Um, I guess the advice that I like to give people is progress over perfection. I feel like so many people that want to be entrepreneurs want to embark on this journey don't because they think everything has to be perfect in order to succeed. So they have to have the perfect business plan. They have to have the perfect business model. They have to have the perfect logo, the perfect website, the perfect social media. And that's not true. Anything that you do is getting you closer to your goal as an entrepreneur, whether or not your website is the most gorgeous website or it just works. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> are two totally separate things, but they'll both get you in my, in my experience, they'll both get you closer to your goal, which is for the world to know that your business exists for you to be able to share your talents with the world. And so I always tell people when they're on this journey, especially because we can be our own worst critic progress over perfection. That <laughs> is so wonderful and enlightening and helpful to us right now, especially here at thank God for Monday. We're in the process of redoing significantly our website. And there are times when I'm really striving for perfection. And the light bulb went on when you said this. I need to think about progress and moving toward where we want to go. And that ultimate vision of getting our show out to more and more people versus demanding perfection uh, from these great people who are doing the website. So thank you on that. No doubt about it. Now, you mentioned before, a little bit ago, about the pandemic, and naturally, this has impacted literally the entire world, but how has your business and the industry, if you will, also been impacted by this terrible virus? Well, working in the flower industry, we do service a lot of events, events and weddings, and obviously, because of the pandemic and the stay home order, there were no longer were events in Los Angeles. And it was very, very, um, for me, very traumatic because I hadn't ever had to close my store down and definitely didn't think it was going to be because of a worldwide pandemic. And so for a brief moment, um, we didn't go out of business, but we didn't have any flowers. So there were no flowers coming in. Yeah, so there were no flowers coming in from Ecuador, from Mexico, from Thailand. Yeah, and so the supply chain was just cut off. And so on top of no events or weddings, even if we wanted to send small arrangements for gifts or, you know, thinking of you, that's something we weren't able to do because there were no flowers. And the flower district was also um, closed down by the government. And so we weren't able to access the flowers or our wholesalers. And so that was really tough in the beginning. But after um, a couple of weeks, they actually said that the floral industry was, um, I guess, what's the word they, they, when it was. An essential business. It was an essential business. Yes. Thank God for that. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. Because it was under um, like agriculture, which was awesome because what, then happened is very quickly we were able to start getting flowers back in 
in and the flower mart opened obviously with um, you know, everyone having to wear a mask and making sure that people, you know, social distance and all of that, but we were able to really get going um, and not having to like wait out this pandemic. Oh, I'm so grateful for that. And when you think about it, flowers are just so beautiful and they bring a smile to all of our faces. And during this terrible time, we need more smiles. We needed more smiles. And so it is wonderful that uh, the flower industry and businesses are still able to operate and, and bring smiles to people. Uh, no question about that. Now, as we mentioned earlier, this is National Entrepreneurship Month. Aitika, what does being an entrepreneur mean to you? Wow, that's a good question. Uh, being an entrepreneur uh, means to me is that I get to do things on my own terms. And it really is, it's, it's a bold move because in a lot of, you know, the work that we do, we depend on people to tell us what to do. <laughs> you know, like your boss is telling you what to do. Their boss is telling them what to do. And, you know, it definitely d- just from the top down, but when you're an entrepreneur, you get to do things on your own terms. So I get to, from something as small as what time do I want to open to what time do I want to close (laughs) (laughs) to something as, you know, as big as what types of clients do I want to take on? What types of designs do I want to create? What do I want my website to look like? What type of um, information do I want to share via social media? So I just love being able to really do things on my, on my own terms and also being accountable for those decisions. So I am representing my company and my company is 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 speaking for me and it's speaking to people and I'm servicing others through my work with flowers. And so I am also, you know, holding myself accountable to 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 who we are and how we show up in in the world and to our clients and our customers and our followers. Um, and I, I just love it. I'm very, very happy. I can sense that. No doubt of that. <laughs> and what's wonderful is that thank God for Monday, as we said in the introduction, is all about accountability, is all about taking personal responsibility for one's professional satisfaction. You, Aitika, are a role model of that. Uh, no question about that. And a real model for all of us, whether we're in the corporate world, whether we're in ministry, or our fellow entrepreneurs, that's for sure. Now, we talked a little bit in the introduction about, am I saying it right, old line fragrance. Old Vine Fragrance. Old Vine Fragrance. I'm sorry. Yes. Tell us more about this, please. Yes, for sure. So when I worked, um, you know, worked with flowers at Old Vine Florals, I'm still at Old Vine Florals, um, I was always happy that I was able to, you know, send out my arrangements to anyone in the greater Los Angeles area, but we are, we don't have the capability to ship. And so part of that, um, was a little disheartening. Like, hey, I want to be able to, you know, send flowers out to clients or customers or fans of our work outside of LA. We just can't do it. And so when we're thinking about how do we expand into these other spaces with still kind of giving that experience, that floral experience that, um, you know, you're not touching the flowers through our fragrance, but you're definitely 
getting that wonderful smell from the lily of the valley and the freesia oh, and the gardenia oh. that we use. And so mm-hmm. um, creating a fragrance just felt very natural for us. In addition, we wanted to um, expand. We had a, we've had some such great traction as a business. We have amazing clients. We service um, clients like Netflix and Facebook and Nike and Amazon and Oprah Winfrey and Beyonce and Jay-Z and all of these wonderful people. And so in my mind, I'm like, well, they like our flowers. I think we could do something else that people might like. (laughs) Let's join this wonderful world of fragrance. And so we launched our first fragrance collection um, just this month. It includes two scented candles and an Oude Parfum. Um, the per- perfume is called Meadow Bloom and the candles are fine Drusen. And I have one right here so you can see the pat. Well, we're on Zoom, but <laughs> um, fine Drusen and Bridal Bouquet. Um, and they're all available on ovinefragrance.com. Oh, wow. This is amazing. So you leave a corporate job, you're in between, you start business with the flat and now you're into this fragrance oh oh that that's amazing no doubt about it now do any key notes or materials like stand out in your fragrance per se oh yeah for sure so find your zen is something that we wanted to do that is a little more masculine we like to say everything is unisex but it's a little more masculine because it's it's a little more woodsy so it's made with atlas cedar and lavender and basil. And so that's going to give you a little more of a woodsy scent. The other scent, um, that's our, our candle. Our other candle, which is bridal bouquet is made with lily of the valley. And so that's fragrant, but it's, it's much sweeter and floral. And our, um, EDP, our Ude Parfum Metal Bloom is made with, uh, vanilla and basil and, uh, freesia. And it is exquisite. It's such a lovely scent. Everything is super long lasting and it is literally made with love. We've designed everything, every part of the packaging. We created the logo. We selected the paper, the colors that we're using. Um, so it's just been a really great um, experience to put this product out. I could sense that you are a big hearted Franciscan. There's no question <laughs> about that in that what you're doing here is done with love. There's no doubt. And so that ties in with my next question. Does the fragrance symbolize, I think I know the answer, maybe you can expound for the audience and I, anything special for you? It sounds like this is really special. Yeah, for sure. So I grew up in the San Francisco Bay Area and I was around lots of water, obviously the Bay. Um, a lot of mornings, it would be so dewy out and the fog came in. It was so low and I could see the rolling hills and just touching the grass. It's still wet. And I really wanted to evoke that same feeling. So with Meadow Bloom, there's a mix of that, that sweetness along with that water that you're going to get when you smell that EDP. It's just so lovely. And with Finders In, you have the atlas cedar and so it's you're still getting kind of that california the oakland the oak tree the wood um and with bridal bouquet we just love you know bridal we love our our wedding flowers we 
just wanted to kind of touch on that a little bit to, um, you know, get, give you that sense of romance with the bridal bouquet scent. Oh, that's so awesome. Listeners, for anyone who's just tuned in, welcome to Thank God for Monday. We're the weekly talk show about the workplace here on WSOU, 89.5 FM locally, streamed around the world at www.wsou.net. I'm Brother Greg from the class of 85, but much, much, much more important to me, we've got a very, very special guest today. Her name is Itika Oldwine Rimble. She is the owner of Old Vine Florals and Old Vine Fragrances, uh, all the way out in beautiful Los Angeles, California, has been telling us about this courageous journey she's been on, being out of work and starting a business. For a couple of years, she was the only person in the business, and then the pandemic came. But thanks to her determination and courage, uh, this business has grown out florals and now fragrances and telling us all about these great products and uh she's a person of franciscan heart and she puts love into everything she does we're very honored i take it to have you with us today again thank you thank for getting you. up early uh, to be with us <laughs> you mentioned this before but just in case uh, a couple of people have just tuned in now your fragrances do you see them worn by everyone are they more for men more women or certain ages share with us more about these fragrances please We wanted to create a fragrance that everyone could wear. So I feel like, you know, once upon a time, there were scents that were more, this is, you know, a women's perfume. This is a men's cologne. But I feel like now things are skewing more unisex. And so that's what we wanted to do. We wanted something that men and women could wear. So we we really, with the Meadow Bloom, which is the perfume, we use a lot of that vanilla. So it's sweet, but it still has, you know, a subtleness to it and um water and it has that freesia which is which has a little tang to it i love freesia mm-hmm. and so um it we would consider it unisex oh, oh that's terrific certainly <laughs> now time is getting a bit short we've got about eight minutes or so but uh still have a couple of important questions for you i know nothing about the floral industry and i know <laughs> less about fragrances and sadly, the brothers that I live with, they would tell you that I don't have <laughs> fragrances, unfortunately. But do fragrances have to measure up like to existing products like character, quality, materials, brand image? Is there a certain standard for these? Help us out, please. Yeah, I think so. I'm a lot of times in an industry when you're entering an industry like fragrance. There are industry standards for sure, especially when you are um, trying to sell your product at a certain price point. And so we are competing with the other luxury fragrance brands. So there's an ex- expectation. There's an expectation that it's going to smell terrific, but then there's also the expectation that the packaging is going to be lovely and that it's going to be long lasting and that, you know, people, it's going to make people feel good. They're going to want to wear it. And, um, so we, we knew that and we really did work with an amazing team at Fermanish, which is the, one of the largest fragrance makers, oldest fragrance makers, um, out of France. And so we worked really hard with them to make sure that we were essentially absolutely giving you that same, that same stand. We were living up to that standard that most fragrance lovers are used to. Wow. Well, that's really something that no doubt about it. Now, you mentioned a key word there, 
twice. Yeah. <laughs> As an entrepreneur, how do you learn what the market's going to bear, or what to charge for a fragrance or certain flowers? Um, I think you just look at the market space. Um, I, I checked out other um, when I was, you know, starting in flowers, I looked at what everyone else was charging that was doing what we were doing. So we're not 1-800-Flowers. We're not Conroy's. We're not like a grab-and-go flower company. Um, so we are more of a, you know, floral design studio. So we create beautiful handmade arrangements. And we kind of looked around to see what everyone else was was willing to pay for those designs. And we wanted to make sure we were comparable and I believe we did the same thing with fragrance. We are a luxury fragrance collection. Um, we want, you know, you to put this fragrance on when it's time to go on a romantic dinner. If you just want to feel good at home and get out of the bubble bath and, and soak yourself in your favorite scent. You know, if you're hanging out with your girlfriends, and you want them to ask, what are you wearing? You know, we want to make sure that you are going to choose us, but we also you know, know what people are paying in the market space. So we had to check it out and see what are people willing to pay um, for something like a metal bloom EDP. And I think we, we found a nice, comfortable price point. Oh, that's terrific. This is a great lesson for entrepreneurs and especially budding entrepreneurs, because I would imagine people can price themselves out of the market if they're not careful, if they charge too high a price. The demand's yes. not going to be there. But if they charge too low, uh, that's going to impact their profit margins. And uh, certainly they may not be able to have a sustainable product or business there. So kudos to you for being able to price these products correctly, no doubt about it. Now, I can't get out of my head, I hope you don't mind, but just <laughs> this fragrance, the way you're describing it. And I'm curious, maybe you have some marketing materials already. What kind of imagery do you use uh, for like advertising these fragrances or have you not gotten that far yet? Well, we created, we wanted to create um, something that was very modern. So we, we, we want you to, you to feel like this is, this is something that's happening right now. Um, But then we also wanted you to feel like this, is, these are memories. These are memories that you're creating. And, and this is coming from my childhood. So also something um, that kind of can take you take you back. So a lot of it is just, you know, it's all my feel good memories, all the, the images, like I said, of, of the Bay Area, of the rolling hills, of the woods, of the wood of the oak trees of, um, you know, a lot of people, if, even if they haven't been to San Francisco, they they know about the fog. They know about the water. And it's it's not, you know, Miami Beach. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's a more, you know, it's a more, it's an overcast, but it's still lovely, you know? So that that's really what, what we want you to think about when you're, wow. when you're wearing our fragrance. I had the great, this brings back so many beautiful memories for me because uh, twice on business, I went to San Francisco just fell in love with it out there. And the yeah. one time we got to go see those muirwood trees, you're just, yes. they just go up and up and up for everything. They're touching the sky. And, yes. uh, it's just an incredible, incredible, but must've been awesome to, to grow up there the way you described it. It was, it was really nice. And you definitely, you know, as a kid, we probably all everywhere, kids everywhere you, you take for granted in a lot of ways, you know, because you see these, these places and these things, 
pretty regularly and it's pretty much all you see. Um, but it was really, really great. And I love going home and, and just reminiscing. Oh, oh, that's absolutely awesome. Now, it's very interesting. You have become so successful in a very relatively short period of time. Again, your courage, your hard work, uh, your dedication, that's all very, very apparent. What do you see next, if that's a fair question, for the old Vine brand? Oh, well, we definitely want to create our collection, you know, of fragrances and build it out. So right now we have one EDP and two candles. We are looking to partner with certain brands that we love to maybe create some signature scents for them. And we want to, you know, roll out some subscription box sets. We love the idea of sending out monthly candles to our subscribers, you know, as a subscription. And so we're looking into doing that and obviously creating more scents, getting some feedback, seeing what people like, what, what they, what they think we should, you know, do next. And so we definitely want to build out this, this fragrance collection. Oh, that's absolutely awesome. We've saved our most important question for last. (laughs) How can our loyal listeners best follow you? And I don't know, we're all the way here on the right coast. We have (laughs) listeners literally all over the world. I don't know if you ship things all over the country or the world and how can people really follow you and and get your product? It's, It's almost holiday time, sir. Absolutely. So if you're in Los Angeles, the greater Los Angeles area, excuse me, and you're looking to send out flowers, you can definitely reach out to us. We're Old Vine Fragrance. We're on social as at Old Vine Fragrance, and we're located in downtown Los Angeles at 132 West 7th Street. You can also order our EDP or our scented candles at oldvinefragrance.com and we're at oldvinefragrance on all social media and I'm Itika Grimble on social that's at Itika Grimble terrific and that's listeners I-T-I-K-A Grimble and so indeed uh, do yourselves a favor uh, pick up some of this material uh, wherever you are Uh, you're going to bring smiles and laughter and fun (laughs) Uh, to people, uh, no doubt about that. And then after you're done following ITICA and buying some of those products, please don't forget to follow us. We're on the Tweet, Tweet, Facebook, uh, Instagram, LinkedIn. Uh, we'd love to hear your comments, questions, uh, guest suggestions, et cetera, et cetera. ITICA, Old Vine, Old Wine Grimble, we can't thank you enough for gracing our studios today. Thank God for Monday. Thank you. We've been thank you. Inspired. What a great way this has been to celebrate a National Entrepreneurship Month, continued success, joy, and happiness in all this wonderful work you're doing. It's been a pleasure, Greg. I'm so sorry. I I, um, totally appreciate the opportunity. Good luck with everything. You have an amazing podcast and radio show, and it sounds like you've been doing this for a very long time, so that just speaks to your grind. So thank you. Thank you very, very much. You have 15 <laughs> years in counting, and uh, this yes. is an incredible show, an incredible run. So thanks very much. Listeners, hard to say once again, we're out of time. Greg saying our hope and prayer is that when you wake up on Monday morning, just like Itika does, you'll say, <laughs> thank God for Monday. <laughs>